0: This this is rock and saw. Brock Heward and Mark Matt Marcus. Sorry about just a Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Have- now here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Saul. All right, I concede. I thought that I was right about this Daryl Taylor thing, but seeing how many people on the text line agree with me makes me assume that I'm wrong. So I'm going oh, wow. to go ahead wow. and, and change my tune. <laughs> I'll read better. you some of the text. 509 says, do your job. His job is to hit the quarterback when he has the ball. He thought Goff had the ball, so he hit the quarterback. Goff made a great fake. Fake it like you have the ball. Don't be surprised when you get hit. Mm. You want to stand there holding your hands and passing posture? What's the purpose of a quarterback doing that other than to pretend like he has the ball? My coaches taught me to slaughter that guy, says another. So I got to assume that I was wrong. There's no way that the text machine could be that right. So I'm (laughs) I'm out. I'm with you guys.
1: Sure. Because a week ago, what was on that text way? Nothing good. That's my point. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's why I'm changing my tune.
1: I know. I know. He's he's lost his touch.
2: I would also like to note that one of the first texts this morning was the person that texted in last week that Salk's take on Beyonce was brave and they retracted (laughs) it and apologized to me. Yeah. Because of how out of hand he got. After what? That.
0: Yeah. Well, it yeah. inspired a pretty good ranked. Uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> and people seem to. to so like I can't
1: that. tell you. What? How much I love this. Yesterday. Pete up at the podium in the midst of a press conference. What? What, what are you chuckling? Nothing. Can, go ahead. Just get us back what on I, the rails. What did I say? Nothing. Go. No. No. When I do that and I say things like larynx and I screw <laughs> it up and you fix it. Did I say something? What, what did I just no, say? No.
0: I was laughing the way you're just like enough of this horsing around. Let's get back to my. Yeah. Horse. Enough of this. Get to business.
1: Get back to Pete Carroll yesterday at the podium, and I'll just let you play it, or uh, Maura, go ahead and fire it, talking about the voice of, because on the broadcast, Greg Olson and Burkhart multiple times brought up Bobby on Wednesday, on Wednesday, corralling the team together, and just, and, and I can imagine like the Lion King, just as the lion up there roaring and roaring to his teammates, Pete talking about just how critical that was yesterday postgame.
3: You know, um, I'll tell you, until Bobby said something, I mean, I I had not had the impact that I wanted to uh, Monday, Tuesday, to get to Wednesday, and then Bobby called him up on Wednesday and just hit him right between the eyes, and uh, we just flipped – Instantly. I mean, from the time he talked to him till we turned it around, it was over and done with. And we were on to this game, which is what we're supposed to do on Wednesday. I just didn't get it done. He got it done for us. So uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> how we figure it out. But uh, uh, that was a pivotal moment for us. For sure it was. And they all heard him and listened and did exactly what he asked them to do. And uh, that's leadership.
1: Those are both pieces of leadership. That is a head coach that doesn't have an ego like most of them in this league do think they have to have where they have all the answers and it's got to be their voice. And they can't ever be vulnerable and say they're not reaching their team. So, A, it is a kind of servant-hearted leadership, which I love, to get out of the way. And if it if it isn't me and I don't know how to reach them, then lean into those that can. And in this case, It was the guy that's got, I don't know, a decade with you, fighting for you, believing in you, wanting the best for you. As KJ said to us on Wednesday, man, I ride with that guy. Speaking of Pete, I'll ride with him forever. That's my guy. And I think that's what Bobby charged the guys with. Stop pity partying. Grow up. And we will, you know, and and, and let's go and and turn that page and go out there and compete your stinking butt off. And, yeah, I thought you really saw that and felt that over the course of
0: the game, too. You know, as you say that, it dawns on me, Brock, that you can't do that unless you've got as much time in one place as Pete and enough. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Security, job security. Right. Like you can't do that if you're worried that you're about to lose your job.
1: I would agree. I think that's one very, very obvious. Yeah, not, not, not like obvious. I don't mean to say that's an obvious point. You're 100% spot on. I think you also, Salk, have to have so much time and a place and so yes. much experience. Well, that's what that I you mean. Could, like,
0: you've got to be but, there. Like it's,
1: You it's, do for job security, but also to read the room.
0: Right. Yes. For all of that, to have been around Bobby for that long, to have understood all the different ways you've tried to motivate, succeeded in motivating moments, you failed, etc. But it just dawns on me. I, I think you make such a good point there about how few coaches in the league would behave that way. And I think there's a number of reasons why. Yes, some of it is ego. Some of it is the opposite of ego. It's, it's the, it's that phony bravado that shows up from not truly being confident or comfortable in that role, either because you shouldn't be, you don't have enough, you know, solid ground to stand on, or you're just trying to fake it until you make it. Pete doesn't need to do that. And you're right. I mean, it's 70 something years old and with all the time a decade here plus in Seattle, you know, it's a lot easier to just say, yeah, I can be honest. What do I care? Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. It doesn't hurt my standing to give credit to Bobby Wagner. In fact, it might help even more.
1: I think that's one of the things that we learned, maybe as much as anything, Salt when, when Russell left. And that story has long been written, and we all took it in a year ago. And unfortunately, Russ and the Broncos, even while he's playing better, are not winning, and the struggle bus continues in Denver as they are 0-2. But I think the one thing that you and I came to both realize through that was how many times Pete was okay with others getting credit. And in particular, him, mm-hmm. Russell. Like, mo- and most other coaches, again, don't do that. Right? When it comes to the, to the credit pie, like, yeah, I, I kind of need it. <laughs> and the ones that endure in this league, Tomlin, Belichick, Pete, sure seem to be the one, Reed, sure seem to be the ones that, like, yeah, I, I don't need my slice of credit. I'm good. And, in fact, behind the scenes, I'll be egoless. I'll put my own ego aside and I'll let this guy's ego run, right? I'll let this guy take credit maybe that he doesn't even deserve and in the, in the public mode. So yeah, it comes with uh, some humility. It comes with some time on task. And to me, just a high degree of leadership character and Pete has it. And that just so resonated with me yesterday that, you know, a lot of other coaches sulk in that moment would be screaming, at at their coaches, how do we do this? We're not reaching the team. What am I doing? some of the stories that i've heard this is a true story this is a true story of a head college coach who told his assistants and the equipment guy to go get a set of boxes and set them out by the field and i am going to put on a temper tantrum and i'm going to kick these boxes like this whole just show this phony baloney show weird (laughs) and the assistants were like you can do what?" But none of them had the stones because they're all getting paid by the, it. Like, I don't want to, you know, okay.
0: Like, coach, and, I don't think that's a good idea.
1: And you know what it was? A terrible idea. Yeah. And the players are like, what is this joker doing? You know, like, <laughs> what, why are there boxes Kissing on boxes? the field first and foremost? There are never boxes out here. Like, uh, just, just a total Dude. dog and pony show. Pete doesn't do it. And uh, give some credit to Bobby, too. Give some credit to Bobby as the leader willing to step up in that moment and reach the team in a way, in a time where Pete couldn't.
0: Do you have any concern that Pete wasn't able to reach the team until then?
1: Not really. No. Not
0: really. Should I be concerned at all that you just straight up called my response to you kind of obvious? It was the wrong word. Like, how how concerned should I be that you were like, yeah, thanks a lot, Captain Obvious. Appreciate it. It
1: was a totally wrong. So
0: glad you're here, Salk, to just. Add on with your so, obvious points.
1: I totally forgive me. Okay? I, too, will be That's humble. not the kind
0: of servant leadership I'm expecting out of you. It was a wrong use of words.
1: And how do I pronounce that word that starts with an L in the throat? Larynx. Larynx.
0: Larynx. It's the larynx. The larynx? That one I expect better of you because of your whole pre-med thing, Brock. You're always talking about that. The larynx? The larynx. You're not
2: going to be a very good body specialist. The
0: Y comes before the N. All right. The larynx. It's the larynx. All right. (laughs) You can't be a body specialist without knowing (laughs) about that. Without larynx, yeah. That's a really good point. (laughs) All right. Let's come back. We'll give you everything you need to know. We'll go over the Mariners for the final time today. Hopefully, they can get back in the win column tonight. And then, uh, yeah, Pete's going to be here in 20 minutes. I assume you'd like to ask him some uh, deeper dives into that motivation question and what it's like and what happened and why Bobby was so successful. I know I'm now intrigued, so we'll do that coming up in 20. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710.
3: Need to know. 15 minutes past
0: every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Yeah, so much credit to go around with the Seahawks yesterday. It's going to be a lot of fun talking to Pete Carroll here in 15 minutes because you just go down the list, right? Trey Brown with his pick six and his sack played really, really well. Devin Witherspoon, everything he did, thrust in the middle of it. His first game as pro, he was unbelievable. Gino Smith, deadly accurate when he had to be, marched the team up the field right when it made, right when it meant the most in overtime. I love the play from Nuosu getting the huge fumble, but when it all comes down to it, there is one guy, Brock, and it's on us as much as it is on anybody else. Why don't we talk more about Tyler Lockett? Is he boring? Is he too automatic? Does he somehow still fly that far under the radar? Here he is, calling game, cut three.
2: Gino from the shotgun with Walker beside him. Three wide receivers in the game. Gino is looking, looking. Now he throws first time. It's locking. Does he reach the ball across? He does. Yeah. It's over, <laughs> baby. Touchdown, Seahawks. On a little pass out into the right side flat, reaches the ball across the pylon. He scores. They're gonna check to be sure, but all you gotta do is get the ball across the top of the pylon, and he touches it, and that is good for a first down. Knee out of bounds, Tyler Lockett, my hero. Game over. Game over. Seahawks win 37 to 31.
0: All right, a couple of things. First of all, Wyman's, yes, yes. Yeah! Is, is just great. It's just perfect. Second of all, when Tyler Lockett first came up, he was a kick return specialist, right? A guy with all kinds of crazy moves and jukes, etc. He is not that guy anymore. But what amazes me is how many parts to his game are there, how well-rounded he is. It's one thing that he can kind of be an inside receiver and catch the ball running across the middle. Okay, fine. His ability to catch the ball in the flat, to go deep, to use his body, and more than anything, and I think this is the most surprising thing about Tyler Lockett, is how good he is in the red zone and in the end zone. He's mm-hmm. tremendous in those spots when he probably shouldn't be. I
1: would challenge a little of that, of what you said. He's no longer maybe the low four four guy he was coming out of college with all of the wiggle. Salk is a all-American. With the ball. Here's what he has. Oh, with the ball, certainly. But here's what he has as a route runner. He still has all of that wiggle at full speed. So coaches will tell you if you want to evaluate and learn guys that can tackle, put them on special teams. How do they tackle in space? You want to see elusive difference makers, the opportunity to be elite, uncoverable route runners? How are you as a returner? How can you cut at full speed? How much wiggle can you have? or do You got to stop and start and do all of that. He may not be as fast as he used to be, just pure 40 speed, but I am telling you to get as open as he does on all these young bucks year after year after year, his full speed movement, his ability to still sell and accelerate is off the charts, and it showed in the biggest of moments in the red zone with two touchdowns yesterday.
0: Here's the second thing you need to know. As good as it was for the Seahawks yesterday, that's how bad a weekend it was for the Mariners. Swept at home. The Dodgers just looked better kind of across the board. That's a good team. I mean, that is a World Series caliber team that has been here for the last Mm -hmm. five, six years, maybe a decade. Yeah, you're right. They are the gold standard. And they showed their might. I mean, you saw on Friday why they're that good. You saw yesterday why they're that good. They play good baseball up and down. But you had to win that game Saturday. You had every opportunity to do so, unfortunately unable to get it done. The pitching looks tired. Your hitting has come back to earth. But it's going to be the pitching. That's what's going to carry this team to victory. That's what they've been all year long. And if that doesn't show up the way it has for the entirety of this season until the last two weeks, there's really not that much you can do. That's who they are.
1: Can we give a little credit to Bryce Miller then along those lines in a place that he has never been before in his career as a rookie? And he was the best of the young pups. He was better than Logan, who got hit hard. He was better than Kirby, who still, you know, gave up some critical big, big hits and home runs. So, yeah, Bryce gave you a shutout. There was an opportunity on Saturday. I think you learn as your team gets really good and is in these playoff pushes and has been now for three straight years. That when there's that game to win, when that opportunity is set, when the opportunity abounds, and it did on that Saturday, and a bunch of runners in scoring position at critical moments, you just got to find a way to win one of those. Right? Just don't get swept against a quality opponent. You didn't, but the good news, well, the Rangers got swept, and the Astros lose two of three, and because of it, everything is going to come down to the final 13 games. Are you
0: worried about George Kirby at all?
1: It's been a rough four or five starts, man. Yeah,
0: it's not like it's been one. Like, ever since he nope. got sick, it's been, like, yep. kind of a kind of a little bit of a concern. I'm kind of curious where that goes next. But for now, time to just fire it back up, man. You head to Oakland tonight for three, and then those Big Ten coming after that against the two teams from Texas. Here's the third thing you need to know. No concern for the local college football teams, that's for sure. The Huskies sure looked real. They did everything you could possibly ask of them on the road as they just completely dismantled Michigan State. Michael Penix threw for 473 and four touchdowns. He was essentially perfect as UW remains at number eight. No one ahead of them lost, but did anybody ahead of them have a more impressive win? I don't think so. Right? Me I mean, have everyone else kind
1: of played no wins. Maybe Boise State, one of the top group of five teams. You totally smash Tulsa, who's a bad team, but then you go on the road to, to East Lansing in the Big Ten, and you just slaughter them. ESPN will tell you from a game control, one of the metrics and stats they have, number one, number one team in the country through three games. Vegas will tell you that in January they were sixty-six to one odds. I hope you got it in January, sixty-six <laughs> one to win the whole thing. Right now, 25-1. to 1. Mm-hmm.
0: Pretty good. <laughs> well, Cooks. Within third. Cooks do their job. They destroyed northern Colorado to move up two spots to 21. How serious should we be taking that team? We'll
1: learn a lot about them when the beeves come to town. So, Oregon State, Washington State. I was hoping game day would be there. I kind of understand Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah. Probably understand why they're there instead, but TV I sure would have loved... To have seen Oregon uh, game day out there again with Pol- in Pullman with Oregon State, Washington
0: State, a big one. That's the uh, the only Pac two rivalry there is. It's pretty pretty <laughs> impressive when those two teams get together. All right, that is everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk show. I got some grief from Brady uh, of all people on Friday, Brock, who oh, said yeah? that for the rest of his life he will be hearing in his dream- in his dreams or nightmares just waiting on Pete. Because it's something apparently I say every Monday uh, right oh. at 9.30 as Pete is just a couple of minutes late. just like, well, waiting on Pete. So uh, we'll see what happens. Pete is going to come in here next. I would assume he's feeling pretty good after his team's win yesterday. Definitely want to ask him more about your comments that you came back to there about Bobby, but everything else. How did they get these two tackles through this game? Why was Gino as good as he was? Why don't we talk more about Tyler Lockett? What comes next? A whole bunch of injury updates. Pete Carroll in the building coming up next on Brock and Salk.
3: You're listening to
0: Brock and Salk,
3: powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio, on Seattle Sports and the
0: Seattle Sports app. Well, we are waiting on Pete. Sorry, Brady. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure you're somewhere right now thinking to yourself, where's Pete? He's going to be here in just a minute, and I would imagine he's going to be in a pretty good place after the way his team played. Certainly, Brock, they played harder. You know what else I... We haven't really talked about from that game is just how physical it was. All those guys coming out of the game with injuries. It wasn't all a bunch of like you know pulled hamstrings. It was guys getting collision style injuries. Did Montgomery get hurt?
1: Did Montgomery get hurt in the forced fumble?
0: I no, he got hurt. He got hurt on the play where I think it was Jordan Brooks was kind of hanging on his leg, Mm -hmm. and but I don't think it was an ankle or anything like that. It sounds like his quad or thigh or oh, something that's right
1: yeah kind of twisted and quad. rolled and
0: yeah, yeah yep, so yep, yep, i mean, yep. i don't think it certainly didn't seem to be on the no
1: offensive really. guard has a pile fall into him the seahawks are all over things and i know they gave up some yards through the air but man most of those plays were all contested yeah i mean, kobe bryant is all over the tight end julian love is all over amon ross st brown who also got nicked up in that game right you're absolutely right it was a highly highly contested affair
0: Let's talk to the coach about it. Stay with these
3: guys now. Coach them up. Keep going.
0: The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Brock and Saul.
2: Saul. That's exactly what you want.
0: Presented by the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook and Top Fitness. Coach, that was a little better, huh?
3: Good morning. Yeah, that was way better. (laughs) That was way better, man. What a a, uh, big day for us. We had a freaking blast. How much better was it? It's way, 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 way better. Um,
1: you just needed a birthday. Just, I mean, that just was forget, all, all you just needed. Forget
3: what happened uh, the other, the other <laughs> time. We, but we had this chance with so many elements to this thing that, that made this a, a special opportunity um, because of all the buildup and because of their their success and their hype and their and and their win. Uh, you know, the big win on the road and all that kind of stuff. All of those things and and. Uh, and we're at the other end of the spectrum of it going into this thing with everything to gain, and, um, and our guys totally responded. I mean, the effort throughout the day, all phases... The um, the belief that we were going to win the game throughout all phases, no matter what, because there was this game kept going back and forth, and they they responded really well a number of times in the game. that could have you know we could have lost our edge or discouraged or whatever. That didn't even that didn't even enter anybody's mind. And so the fact that we were able to finish the game and then we then we hold them to kick the field goal so that we can get the ball and and Duke wins the freaking toss. Huge you know huge, and then. Gino just takes us right down the field, and the guys come through in, in magnificent fashion. So it was, there was a tremendous amount to take from that game for us, and, and uh, I think we saw ourselves and, and very clearly, and that was really, really important for us.
1: I am trying to remember where, over the, all these years, where you can clearly see how a Wednesday led to a Sunday victory. And I know, and I've heard it a ton from coaches, and it, it's Sundays in the NFL, it's it's Saturdays in college football, but yeah, we see the game, but you don't see the Wednesday or the Thursday or the Friday, and we don't often hear about it, and the media is not allowed to watch it. But in this case, it sure seems like Bobby's talk on Wednesday, which was publicized, which they did talk about in the game, which you talked about after the game, sure feels like in some ways, even with all the swings yesterday, this one was one on Wednesday. Is that a fair assessment?
3: I don't know if it was one on Wednesday, but I, I do know that, that that what I want Bobby to receive that that credit, not because he needs that, but just because it was the moment of truth that was spoken and they heard it you know and and, and they responded I, I can't tell you guys, it was an immediate response. as soon as he broke broke that huddle and we went into a stretch lines, the place lit up just like it always does. And we had not, Bobby and I talked about it. We, we hadn't felt that like that was going to happen until that moment. And so um, that's that just started us back. I, I, let's, let's say this. Uh, we have been pretty good over the years of coming back mm-hmm. and bouncing back. And we have a real format and we have a mentality and, a, and teachings and all that stuff that I would like to think helps us return to focus regardless of what just happened and, and that was one of those examples and opportunities again that we're going to need. You know, we're going we're to need it again. There's a, there's a whole way of approaching it and, and Bobby could feel that they didn't, they didn't understand that yet. They hadn't gained, you know, hadn't had enough happen to this young team and, and so he, he snapped their neck around, you know, and, and uh, with what he said and, and it was awesome to watch and, and it carried all the way through the whole game. Salk, so, so it's,
1: so, it's basically what you felt <laughs> with KJ on Wednesday.
3: Yeah.
0: That intensity? Yes. Well, when KJ, all of a sudden, like nice guy KJ, he started getting those eyes. I was like, oh, man, that's a different version of KJ. I realized that I was playing. Was he bouncing
3: me. back with us? Was he showing you how, how we KJ,
0: No, he was upset about something another coach in the oh. league had said, and okay. he was defending someone. But anyway, how, what is the key? You, you mentioned uh, that you've been pretty good about coming back and that you got a, a system almost in place for how to come back after a loss. What's the key to that?
3: Well, it, it's all, I think, I, I, what I'm trying to, to promote is that it's the whole buildup of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, and dealing with the success or the failure of the weekend and then putting it in a place where it's not going to affect what happens next. And there's a discipline and there's a skill to that that, that you I I teach it and, and I, we can learn it. And it just helps us, you know, Take the next step, which is what's so necessary. Take the next step with the focus that it's called on. And it has nothing to do with the opponent or the one or the loss or what happened the week before. It has to do with returning to the essence of what makes this game work, and that's the fundamentals and the basics and the attitude and approach. And, and so, you know, we've been teaching it for a long time, and, and uh, it's – I love – I loved this opportunity because it was going to challenge it so much. You know, I mean, this was the max. They couldn't have been higher. It couldn't have been harder. It couldn't have been louder. It couldn't have been any of that. They were healthy. They're everything. They, they, they had what they needed. And, uh, and I was in one regard hoping that it would be hard on them because there was so much hype. I couldn't do anything about that. But what I could do is, is get our guys ready to understand how to, how to do our thing right. And so, um, and you know, that's, that's why we're so fortunate to have Bobby and he, he and Tyler and the guys that, that, and Gino and the guys that send the message, they're all – they know. They've been there before and they understand and they were great about it. What makes Gino, from your
1: perspective, such a
3: tremendous thrower? God, he's he's so pretty. He had a great game. And he he, he, he performed so well after the – Coming out of the first game, I mean he came right back to exactly what we 've been talking about i 've been telling you the whole off season he 's looked phenomenal and he 's been in charge and he 's been in, in, in a physical connection with his with his body to throw and catch and to move and run and all that stuff and uh he just did he just did what he has been doing, and the first week he didn't come out like that and the whatever I, mean, I don't care about that anymore, but you got to see who we got on, on our team and he played a fantastic game. Think of it all the stuff that went back and forth and all that and then and now, just before o t he gets sacked for you know mm-hmm crazy 17-yard sack, whatever it was, and he comes right back. Bang, 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 bang. We're down the field nine plays and win the game.
0: Yeah, his ability to bounce back from adversity was pretty impressive, Um, some of which, yeah, he created for himself. I can't believe how ridiculous it was that he would take an intentional grounding penalty like that. Did he not know what was going on?
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're still working on that one, fellas. What was that? You know, the rule reads, the first line of the rule in the rule book says that the quarterback must be under duress. I mean, end the story. You know, okay, so I brought out my best Leo DeRocher uh, on the sidelines.
0: <laughs> Shouldn't the word intentional be somewhere into that penalty as well?
3: I mean, yeah. it's an
0: intentional grounding penalty, right? It um, doesn't yes, have to be yes, some level of intent. But when
3: you really think about it, that's really hard for these guys to, to – judge that right how do they how do they know that would they judge because the coach's reaction on the sidelines that he blew the route mm. you know or he blew the throw you know they they would have to would, gauge that some
0: that's not know. something the eye in the sky the ref can or like sort of that the voices that I'm really they're curious
3: about that i'm really curious mm-hmm. about the help and i asked about did, did we get help from upstairs because there was a delay there and and then they make the call and all that. i was just curious about what what the interaction was because once Whoever the eye in the sky is, whatever that mystical whatever place, you know, up in the clouds or something, looks down and sees sees, wait a minute, okay, you you're working through this this call. There's nobody near the quarterback. It was obvious. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been more obvious. So I don't know I don't know how that happened like that. I don't know how they missed it so bad. But
0: what did he do after that? I mean, Gino comes oh, down no, no, second no. and 20, and bang, scramble, <laughs> oh, no. bang, scramble. That gets called back, and then he hits Tyler on the third and 10, whatever it was. It was
3: just one after another, after another, after another that that really demonstrated what a great performance that really was. All right, well, you that's ever, a good, yeah, go ahead, Brett.
1: You ever uh, strap on that catapult? They ever put that on you, Pete, to measure your mileage, to measure your acceleration, <laughs> to measure yeah. your
0: heart rate and output?
1: Will
3: you ever let calm. him do that? I was calm. What are you talking about?
0: In that moment, I thought Gino was going to give you the same thing he gave to him last year.
3: <laughs> no, I was bad. I got this, Coach. There getting... was time. There was time that I was trying. I was buying time for them to take a look at because it, it was so obviously off. You know, I didn't. I don't know.
0: All right, let's play you some raves. You know what? This is as, yeah. You know, let's hear as, raves. As, This is the one you need. This is the walk-off winner. Here was raves, and with a little help from Wyman, this was uh, how it all ended yesterday.
2: Gino from the shotgun with Walker beside him. Three wide receivers in the game. Gino is looking looking now he throws far side it's Lockett. does he reach the ball across He does. Yeah. it's over yes. baby touchdown seahawks tyler lockett on a little pass out into the right side flat reaches the ball across the pylon he scores they're gonna check to be sure but all you got to do is get the ball across the top of the pylon and he touches it and that is good for a first down knee out of bounds Tyler Lockett, my Game's hero. Over. Game over. Seahawks win, thirty-seven <laughs> to thirty-one. All
0: right, so there's a lot going on there in that call. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, his hero, Tyler Lockett. Why isn't he more people's hero? You know, I don't know. He's mine. How is he possibly he is still mine. as underrated as he is? I don't know.
3: What a phenomenal game he had. Golly, the other touchdown pass is a great catch. But and he he makes it work so that he stays in bounds as well. Uh, the first down out route that he, uh, that, he that he makes, you know, on, on the great little wiggle that he's been working on, and and uh, he just continues to do great stuff. He's a phenomenal competitor. Can
0: I can I follow up on that? When you say a great little wiggle that he's been working on, is that to say? That a wide receiver like Tyler will work on something in particular for that move on that route, oh, sure. and then bring it out in that moment what, on a third and ten. What Tyler matters.
3: is famous for in our world is him executing things exactly like he practices it. He he he, he masters what he's doing, how it fits for the the uh, whatever the concept is. But he, it, it looks exactly like it's supposed to in the game. Usually, there's a deterioration. You know, the guys don't quite get all the distance, or they don't quite get their feet exactly the way they want it. They turn a little earlier. He is not that guy. He will max out every detail of of the concept that he's trying to execute, regardless of the situation, how deep into the game or how you know how crucial it is. He's phenomenal. That's why that's why I have so much respect for him because he can do it exactly like he prepares it. And he did he did it again.
1: You want to hear a fun number, Pete? I've rattled a few different times this morning. Through two games, the Seattle Seahawks are third in the NFL, allowing 2.9 yards per rush. There you go. That's there the Rams. That's McVay. That's his run system. That's Gibbs and Montgomery, two absolute horses behind one of the better esteemed offensive lines in the league what are the guys doing from your perspective to be third best in all the nfl 2.9 yards per rush allowed
3: you have to give uh clint a lot of credit here he has set his sights on making this happen and uh, and with the emphasis and, and structure of what we're doing, the call, it's, it's the subtlety of the calls, but it's the discipline that it takes. This is such a hard thing to do without discipline. You, they have to be so strict. It's not just hard, you know, tough guys throwing guys on, the, uh, you know, to the side making tackles. It's everybody fitting together, and that's an orchestration that he's responsible for. Now yeah uh, you've got some terrific guys now it starts with uh, jay Reed right in the middle you know it starts with him he's he's a tremendous technique uh, tactical player and and so he starts the whole it it works out from the, from him and then bobby and and jay brooks and the guys doing their thing on, 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 uh, Chenna, uh, so disciplined on the edge and so aggressive. It's all of that, that that makes it happen. And then it comes down to the DBs cleaning it up. So uh, it's, it's a full commitment that we had lost a little bit of uh, emphasis in, in the last couple of years, and, and we're back to it. And so this is something we, we should be able to continue uh, because we're not changing what we're doing. We're going to keep working it. It'll, it'll pay off for us in the long run. What kind of game does Devin Witherspoon have? Spoon did good. He did, he did really well. Uh, he you know he got whipped on the freaking flea flicker thing. You know it's too bad, and he you know wish the safety could have helped him, but he got smoked on it. And uh, <laughs> but he he was really close on a, on a number of other routes. I thought that the pi that he got was there was the happening that the receiver broke down right. He settled and the receiver broke down right into him, and he just kind of caught it, and that was it. You know, he, he caught that the guy ran into him and, and that, they called the penalty, said he bear hugged him, you know. And, uh, so, um, I, I thought that was a really good play. And so we lose one there, but, uh, he had a good win on on the fourth down play and, and he was he had a terrific tackle early in the game it was an excellent play of, of, of a really good guy not letting a really good ball player get away from him and i I, w- I was really impressed with that and I thought that stood out that he came through and made that tackle for like a one or two yard gain.
0: he brings some of that energy that you've talked about and I, I want to follow up here with some of these injury updates and we'll ask about Jamal and about reek et cetera but you know one of the things we'd heard of, constantly about about witherspoon is how he brings some of that extra energy and edge did you guys feel that
3: uh yeah he fit right in um i don't nothing really jumped out in particular but i know who he is now we've been around him enough and he does he has something to add uh he's a feisty ferocious football player and that's why he is what he is and that's why he's he's so special to us he'll have more moments that we'll see but um uh, he he was really comfortable with it i asked him in the game you know in the probably end of the first quarter how you doing you know you know seeing a big smile you know it's easy you know is what he said and, and uh um he felt very comfortable you know in his first outing
1: right wrong and through. different oh, yeah, go ahead, before Brian. the injuries i just yeah. want one last one cuz i think this is important for a lot of fans i apologize i like interrupting you though um right wrong and different Pete, he's going to be compared and contrasted with jalen carter the kid at number five that ended up going to Philly, not at six or at seven or at eight, but further down the line. But outside the building, there's going to be noise or comparisons to why, why a corner there versus versus not. You were so steadfast that night. I remember you so vividly in, in the room next to us here where you were just like, hey, man, I saw Troy Polamalu. I know the difference that an elite, instinctive defensive back can make. I don't think people always understand that. Your background is defensive backs. Can you just speak to the impact that an elite, difference-making DB in this league can make?
3: Well, they'll they'll add up. There'll be so many moments that will add up that we'll see him come through on. There's a really simple one, you know, when it's it's uh there's 1 second left to go in the half and we make a call and and spoon knows what's going on and he backs off and bails out to catch the deep ball not let him throw the deep ball on him and and on the other side Trey Brown pressed it and put himself in a one-on-one and and sure enough that ball went right up there and it took a great play by Trey Brown to defend that play but that I know that doesn't seem like much but he knew exactly the situation you should never be pressing in a situation like that when you should be off and make it easy on yourself and and uh, that's one the tackle that he made that one simple little tackle the when he when he gets his feet tangled up he 's all over the fourth down route. he has another play that he makes uh the 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 p i was not a bad play by him that was an excellent play, and they 'll just add up and he'll just make the right choice at the right time he, he'll he'll sense what's happening and he'll take the opportunity to jump stuff because he'll he won't be a guessing he'll he'll know and uh it's it's that level of awareness that separates guys and, and gives them a chance to be great players and and hopefully you know he he'll have plenty of shots and he'll show us
0: let's run through just a couple of these uh what do we know about Tariq Woolen this morning
3: um I don't have any update on, on him other than it's not bad they, the first thing is it's not it's not a bad injury um they got to figure out how uncomfortable he is they they call it the sc I think it's sc joint yeah sorry I
0: SC joint? I don't know if that's right. Or is right. that from USC? Is <laughs> yes. that the AC joint?
3: I, I would call it the Trojan joint. But... <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so there's some joint near his clavicle, is yeah. what, I'm, what I'm getting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Charles Cross? What's an expectation for I this? I don't week? have
3: anything updated on that. I mean, it's just day to day. He's just got to get rid of the soreness and a little bit of swelling that you have in your big toe. It's, it's, it's bothersome. It's a, it's a heart injury, and uh, for a big man, too. So we'll have to see how he does day to day. Do we have a shot to see Jamal this week? uh jamal's going to be going full speed this week uh this will be this is the week that we've been counting on to really cut him loose and so whether or not uh he plays or not it it could be another week uh, from now and and we'll see how he goes but this is it's it's exciting to see him he had a great week last week uh this will be even better and uh we'll be prepping for maybe that next week
0: and dk came through okay
3: uh, he's sore. I, I haven't talked to him this morning, but I bet he had a hard time sleeping. He took a real shot and, uh, uh, literally got back in that game just totally on guts. And, and I, you know, I, I was really proud of him and the way he performed in this game. He took a lot of heat last week, you know, from you know, the way things went and all, and he had to make a real conscious effort to make sure that he was focused and, and everything was all right in front of him, and he did a phenomenal job, and he was calm and poised was a freaking warrior in, in the moment, and I, that's where I see him at his best, and I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that that's, that's going to be a continued uh, step that he takes and shows how he can elevate and, and really play a great football game. It's a great case. The one on the goal line when he gets it smacked, that's a terrific play. I don't know how that was not a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Wish they'd have given it to him for you know the hit he took and all, but uh, but coming back on the was it uh, was it the third down win we got uh, in in the last drive, beautiful play you know and catch and route the route was run again. If you look at the details of that route, that's what we're talking about. That Tyler always exemplifies. So yeah, he, he he did a great job.
1: Pete, it felt like your two big tackles, you know, if last week against the Rams. Oh, man,
3: let's talk about those guys. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: felt like if the Rams, you talked about some of the pass rush challenges because too often it was down the middle of guys. It felt like to me Stone and Curhan just stoned them down the middle. Like they just put their big old freaking frames right in front of those guys and would not give them leverage.
3: Yeah, they, what a game those guys had. I was so proud of them and so fired up that there there's a lot of heat, and, you know, and expectations and all that. And it was somewhere late in the week, Thursday, Friday, or something like that. And I had the thought that these guys have been playing in games and they've done fine. Jake, Jake's on the film, you know, as we're watching the cutups from last year and, and they're going to be fine, you know, and, and holding a positive thought, no surprise. Uh, but, To see them come through like that and and to be so solid against a premier player. You know, Hutchinson, he had a great season last year and and all the expectations that he could do whatever. He would have a a wild day at us and it just didn't happen. And I really fired up for those guys. I I couldn't wait to hug those two guys up in the locker room and, and just jump all over them because of what they had come through with.
0: Did you do anything special? ahead of time for them? I mean, was there anything built in to get them ready differently? No.
3: No. Shh. Other than to make them know that we believe in them. And then uh, Shane did a great job with with the protections and the multiplicity of things that, that they had to rush against. The, the, you know, the just a, a great array of things that, that that we showed them kept them, you know, at bay. And so uh, it kept, gave Gino a chance. We said early in the game, hey, we're, we're protecting these guys, you know, and we're, we're holding up fine right in the middle of the first quarter, you could tell, and hoping that it would sustain. Uh, but Gino had a great day in the pocket now. He was all over it. You
0: mentioned the locker room. I wanted to play you cut 13 here uh, more if you could. I was curious if you were a big part of this celebration afterwards. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you leading this chance at this point, or is this no. Pete?
3: That's not you in the in the blue ski mask leading the chance. No, that wasn't me.
0: Okay, no, that wasn't just
3: fellas sure. having fun.
0: Is that a pretty standard affair after uh, after a game?
3: Whatever you know, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a total freelance <laughs> shot. You know, whatever comes up and. Uh, <laughs> Pulor has to make sure to keep his his shorts on and stuff like that. He runs around in a jock at times like that, and so you you know. Anyway, it's a those are the great moments in in in, in the game. It's the great yeah. moments that you share and you yes. spread around the joy and the fun and all that. And this meeting we'll have today at noon time will be a blast, you know, with the fellas. And uh, it's 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 the the kind of the, the depth and the connection and the real experience that, that, that comes out there. So
0: I hear you say all that and I and I hear you talk about this week and, and how different it was, how bad was last week? Cause it, 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 I, I don't know. It feels like maybe you're talking about this a little differently than some other losses in the past. It, it sounds
3: like maybe the, the I, difference I, I, yeah. between the two was even more extreme. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind saying that now that it, it was, it was, it was, that was distinctly different than I had anticipated. And, uh, um, what i anticipated is what, is what happened yesterday from these guys and and uh i i just didn't i, I went too far last week i'll just say it. i went too far last week in in living it up at the end of at the very end of the week and it just it just changed it was so we were so freaking crazed going into the opener and and had so much fun with the build up of it i just feel like i went too far and and it just did, we didn't capture the essence of playing great football and it showed in the second half you know and uh, so yeah, i was really pissed at myself <laughs> the whole week and and uh, i thought that i could have done way better so you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and, and uh Uh, And at the other end of the spectrum, I'm thrilled about what we just did. It was a major accomplishment for this football team to know who they are. And uh, that's enormously powerful.
0: Coach. Thank you. Okay. Congratulations. Nice to see you. No good more raids. I'd love to
3: hear a couple more raids. That was freaking all-time. Pro- Next week, I promise, we will have that more. That might have been one of my That was a good ever. one. Yeah. I
0: kind of like Wyman on the background of it, too, though. That's a big yes. <laughs> yes.
3: Terrific. Thank yes. you,
0: Coach. We appreciate yeah. it. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Brock, until then, the hay. Oh, it's in the barn barn. See everybody.